Hello, we are back with uh, what second episode of this season, which is episode number twenty-six. Episode number twenty-six, yes, and we took surprisingly long time to come up with this episode, just like the first one. Hmm. Uh, But should we introduce ourselves? Is it necessary after twenty-six episodes? No, not really. I mean, next time we are going to introduce ourselves. It is going to be when we have a guest, hmm. uh, which was supposed to happen on this episode. But our our uh, beloved guest is actually moving houses, as you told me. As usual, I mean, every every couple of weeks I talk to him, he's he's moving to a new house, <laughs> <laughs> which is pretty odd. I hope he doesn't listen to this episode. <laughs> I hope he does, and and sort of is guilted into coming on the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we took a long break, but there are some good reasons. We we took a long break even before the first episode, but that was just but that was just a season around. Yeah, yeah, no, but that was between seasons, though. No? Right, right, fair enough. But this time we have some very good reasons that uh, we took a break. Yes. Should uh, we start this episode by talking about the kind of adventures? Let's let's hype it up a little. <laughs> so okay. the adventures we had in between. Okay. So uh, I think we mentioned uh, our our upcoming trip uh, on the last episode as well. Right. But we we sort of refrain from too many details because shit falls apart at the last moment for us a lot of times. Did we refrain from letting out details? Yes. That's not us. Yeah, that that is very out of character. uncharacteristic. That is very out of character for us. Okay, so is it you or me? I guess let's start with you because you came back all giddy and excited. Yeah, from okay. the trip, I was too. But uh, yeah. okay, so uh, the the whole idea, like like uh, on the last episode, we spoke extensively about off road riding and all of that. Uh, so we thought let's try it out in sand. Hmm. And uh, sorry, spoiler alert. Turns out riding in sand is much tougher than, uh, or or much different than everything we have learned so far. And we already knew that, right? I mean, I uh, I don't know about you. I guess I know about you that we were pretty Terrible. scared. No, not scared. Even before reaching Rajasthan, so yeah, we we went to Rajasthan. Uh, that it's gonna be terrible. And there were people who made us more. But yeah, we who <laughs> scared us even more. Yeah, and uh, I mean, okay, it's it's always good to be uh, sort of mentally prepared and be cautious rather than go balls out and cause some damage. Absolutely. So I would say nothing wrong with that. Yeah. So uh, I was, as you know me, right? I am, I'm, I get very scared, very flustered, thinking about riding on sand. Because all my life I have been riding on tarmac. tarmac yes, absolutely. High traction zones, right? Same, same here. And every time you know I see sand, I shit my pants. <laughs> <laughs> and hair, I not was, not literally just metaphorically, yeah, but yeah. okay. But uh, hair, I was actually trying to ride in proper loose sand. Proper loose sand, yes. yes. So we spent uh, the first day riding. Hmm. Uh, right. We went to Bikaner. We went to Bikaner. Let's start with that. Yeah. Uh, the second day, we were sort of just testing the waters with like small thirty, forty kilometer trails, which are I would say are not necessarily uh, unexplored terrain. That is sort of explored terrain. There are villages. There are locals moving about. So that is still sort of packed to a degree. But but good that we did that. Right? Good. I'm glad we did that because right. it gave us the initial confidence that okay, first thing. Falling doesn't hurt as much in mm-hmm. sand, unless you fuck up royally, like you did once and I did once. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, 
and second thing is that once you get the hang of it 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 is actually a lot more fun than we anticipated yeah i mean honestly i was expecting it to be a lot more like a a, a chore and less like a, a fun adventure activity true and you didn't get to change your tires as well right you were yes. tires <laughs> actually that was the hilarious you, part you were riding on hybrid tires which are basically a mix between Ro- road, road tires and yes, off-road. with with some like prominent grooves this tells you like how scared i was because just before leaving for bikaner i i went and changed my bought tires and got them changed yeah. so so uh for for our listeners uh basically i i am running rally kit on my expels so that comes with a maxis uh, nobby tires proper motocross tires proper proper off road tires but i i had not uh, i had not installed them uh, for a past month or so because i was just trying to sort of improve my skills in sort of low traction situation which is why i thought okay, I'll, I'll ditch the nobbies for a couple of months hmm. and practice more on the stock tires that came with it you never changed that mm, i never did but after being scared uh, a fair bit you actually by people who have done multiple rallies multiple and won yeah. awards right 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 so of course this, this is not we are not talking about people who like, don't know shit don't know their shit <laughs> these people know their shit and they scared us a fair bit so cyan went out and bought a brand new pair of nobbies yeah which, Rako, yeah which are sort of a middle ground between what my maxis are and what our stock tires are they are sort of a middle ground let's let's that. call it cheap and cheerful yeah cheap and cheerful <laughs> uh yeah so i i carried my nobbies but i never got the chance to change that but and honestly as not willing to uh, considering the mechanics i'll find i mean i'm i'm not comfortable going through uh, like mechanics i don't trust right right absolutely so i thought i'll just i'll just risk it i'll just take the gamble and try out whatever i can do on the stock tires mm-hmm. and turns out it wasn't as bad i only fell like five times on day 1 oh you did okay yeah <laughs> yeah couple of absolute rookie falls couple yeah. of falls where i sort of dug myself in right and i think only like eight nine times on day 2 let's let's talk about day 2 a little later let's let's first talk about day 1 So I I want to ask you like how was your experience were you like uh the the amount of uh the tension we had right like, are we going to be really I'm going to fall every 50 meters what yeah, was actually experience? I, I didn't fall every 50 meters I, I think I I fell every like uh instead of 50 I fell every 1500 meters <laughs> <laughs> So But, yeah. uh I mean honestly it was much 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 better than I expected Yeah uh because so uh, like where we live in gurgaon there are areas nearby where there is fair bit of sand yeah and we have tried riding there and we have not been particularly good absolutely yes yeah so i mean this was on the stock tires stock no, stock tires hybrid yeah. tires not stock, not not yeah. the novies right uh and no, but i i rode stock tire there as well so that's why i'm, I'm that's what i'm drawing drawing parallels to these only yeah, right uh so that's why both of us were fairly scared plus of course it was our first time riding in proper sand and a, a, a fair distance plus the thing is the the folks that were riding with us they were uh, like seasoned much experience much more experienced better skilled yeah so i mean obviously there is also uh, i i would say a part like back in your head that you don't want to limit them or like sort of restrict them because you are restricted in terms of your skill true so there is also that one factor that we 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 went with the idea that we are going to stick together you and me yes yes <laughs> <laughs> that that was the idea we had the maps we had our maps and we thought like we are going to stick together let them go <laughs> yeah but at least and on the first day it didn't that didn't happen 
they were stopping for us but we were keeping up we were keeping, keeping up. up yeah we were keeping up I, me with my nobbies i was keeping up at least i was huh. that fast I, i was sort of holding back a bit as well because right. uh, i mean honestly like the survival instincts are pretty strong and that is the case with you as well right uh so yeah that that they they went into overdrive when i was riding in sand uh the very first day i i learned a lesson which somehow didn't help me the second day <laughs> that was <laughs> that 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 uh more scared you are uh more the number of times you're going to fall more the number of times you're going to fuck up yes absolutely absolutely i i can vouch for that uh because every time i, I try to keep a check on where my motorcycle is going i had a tumble and every time i was like fuck it it is going in that direction will will figure out a way to rejoin the route it not it, not in my wildest dream i thought that i'll be able to hit 70 plus speeds yeah, on same, on sand same, same exactly I, i i saw 78 79 on on sand on you, my you remember that uh, the second or third trip to the 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 trail we go to right it right. has a hard packed right uh, surface yeah plus It's, some some bits of like ruts and ruts, like stones pebbles and stones that, yes. rocks right. but it has got a hard packed surface right and the day we managed to hit about 70 80 on it we were pretty happy right yes and now let's let's compare it to the time we actually hit that kind of speeds on sand right so uh, only very recently i i think i posted uh, some video uh, that like one year of trying le- trying to learn how to ride off road uh and a friend of mine shared a video that i posted the first time i went on on that trail hmm. he shared that video with me hmm. and they just basically pointing out the difference in, and and it basically this was this was uh sorry who are you talking about no no you you're not uh, familiar with him okay yeah but you went on this trail no no not with him okay okay oh, i get it i okay. i posted okay. a video on instagram right, right, right. when i went with you for the first time right and i i posted a video a, a recent video And, and then he he shared that old video with me, right. and, and it basically a third person like is always a, a good judge yes. of and, how and much improvement you made. Uh, right? And this guy doesn't ride. This guy, but he he rides like for commute and all right. occasional, uh, like once in a week, twice a week type riding. Right. So uh, so he was like like look at the difference right now. I was like oh fuck. <laughs> it, oh, it's it, pretty true. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah, good fun. And day two was mind blowing. Yeah. Day two was mind blowing. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, there were at least like three four points. where i thought okay i've done plenty right. i'm going to find some like tangential route to a road and bail out so so uh, sorry before before i actually get let's, let's give some context, some context to the idea you want to do that yeah sure so uh, the first day we were just a couple of kilometers outside beganer around desert camps right so so, so yeah. like like i said this is basically sort of beaten terrain the locals move about they walk yeah, about yeah they were their tire tracks So it was much easier. Right. Uh, the next day we went to a place called Nursar, which is about sixty odd kilometers from Bikaner. Right. Uh, uh, into a place which is basically in the middle of nowhere. That is basically a, a segment of uh, like a stage in the Desert Storm Rally, uh, which is pretty right. famous. Right. Right. Uh, pretty uh, big name organized by Maruti Suzuki and like, right. Yeah. So it 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 has a pure. loose sand yes. loose sand right and like no footprints no vehicles no footprints no nothing not actually camel camel tracks not car tracks camel right. tracks right and, and uh, sorry sorry and and a shit ton of thorns shit ton of thorny bushes yeah shit ton of thorny bushes like thorns are we talking about sorry sorry yeah, my my bad <laughs> shit uh, shit ton of thorns not right. thorns thorns <laughs> and the thorns is is not 
it is actually pretty detrimental to your tire but it was more detrimental to our body yeah particularly <laughs> the we, arms, we were hitting those the bushes at speeds like 60 70 and we came up uh, we came back to the hotel with actually bullet wounds <laughs> on our body right <laughs> so, so yeah. sir you're getting ahead of yourself yeah yeah not head ahead but anyway so yeah this this is basically like i said in the middle of nowhere right uh, much tougher and this is one place where you have to have to absolutely have to stick to the map yes if you don't stick to the map you're fucked <laughs> you'll you'll actually if you're not keeping up with the group who is moving in front of you right and you're not you can actually more <laughs> throw some more light on it <laughs> so i mean honestly uh, i i was not keeping up with the group i was on <laughs> with your tires it, it is Uh, understandable I, 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 i was on stock tires but the the rest of the group was nice enough to to take a stop every once in a while where there were major changes in the direction right uh, although although i i realized i was actually taking more tumbles because i was trying to very cautiously look at the map and follow lines perfectly right. rather than making a mistake and then correcting the course right uh, because every time like like when you're riding standing up uh, looking down even for a split second subconsciously gets you to like sort of let go of the throttle a bit okay i, I sorry i'm going to interrupt here yeah now i actually realize the importance of that uh navigation tower exactly exactly <laughs> what i was coming to like now i understand why the navigation towers on rally so motorcycles are so high up above the console that so that you can easily look at them while standing up or while sitting down without lo- sort of losing a view of the front because and if you go on to my instagram you'll find three different videos two different videos right now mm-hmm. uh which are basically me crashing because i was checking the map <laughs> like you'll see the, the so, gopro so, doesn't tell you about that yeah. right it it kind of like no no go, 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 gopro does gopro does actually because my gopro was mounted on chest okay so every time i'm i'm, I'm standing up and looking at the map my helmet's visor visor helmet peak it shows uh, for a split second i see that i'm looking down at the map mm. and 2 uh, seconds later i'm crashed right <laughs> so so it actually does tell right uh, so it, it happened to me as well but the moment i tried actually watching at the uh, looking at the map i was actually changing lanes yes changing yes. ruts is one of the most difficult things riding on sand that's what i found right at right. least either you do it at Two or three kilometers per hour, you will be stuck in that scenario. Uh, or you do or it really fast. Really fast. <laughs> right. True. True. Honestly, by the end of that day, we were glad that by the point, like honestly, both Sian and I were at, um, I would say, a breaking point. uh not not because of how much we had ridden but because the sheer number of times we had fa- fallen yeah, down. Yeah. Like you said, uh, I. Like had... We were not. We were not exhausted. Not but at all. We were. We were like. tired like mentally tired mentally tired that i had that ma- major crash uh, yes. thankfully i didn't break anything but when i crashed i felt i i broke my leg yes my 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 leg got stuck between the wheel the wheel and the motorcycle right. and the chain right and i now i remember how many times that off road all the training videos that i've seen they say that don't don't get your leg out right. try to keep it on the foot foot back crash without even you know taking your leg out right and that's what happened my my leg got stuck 
between the tire and i thought my leg like my my knee got yeah. you know busted so so but the, that's when i thought like i let i am not going to push anymore right right and uh, I, i think after that there was there was one uh, climb which you were struggling with yeah that's just because i, I right, was right, tired that's with this entire thing mentally and, and tired because of that is, entire crash so the similar similar thing happened uh, a little bit before that for me where where i thought my right shoulder was gone <laughs> right right and i remember you telling me that right so i i felt like my right shoulder was gone uh, somehow i got up i realized it's not too bad actually and like it is not it is not as bad as i uh, felt and turned out i was not able to move my shoulder simply because i had dug it too deep into the sand while crashing okay <laughs> <laughs> so but but just after that there was a, a sort of incline and i i i took a tumble couple of times on that incline and and beyond that it gets frustrating like you go back you build up momentum you climb oh, i didn't know that you crashed uh, on a on a yeah, small but, dune climb i'll say yeah that's what uh, you guys waited for a fair bit uh, okay. after that like this was right right before the section like you go up and then took a left Mm-hmm. And then when you all guys all set set off, I I, I fell another fifty uh, meters after that again. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. Ah, I know. I know. Okay. Right. So yeah. So I mean that sort of stuff. It was somehow. I, I mean, I'm I'm impressed impressed with my body considering how overweight I am and you are. Mm. Uh, that we were not physically exhausted. We were just sort of mentally exhausted of the sheer number of times we. I guess we should thank the number of. Uh, visits we have made to our local track yes absolutely track, i mean right? and in fact uh, the conditions were not exactly very good in a desert it's it's never very easy on your body right right, right. and we did what 60 50 kilometers yeah 50 kilometers riding in the sand right, right yes it's it's probably like 300 400 300 kilometers riding in a trail with hard packed surface probably. it's that that difficult that I mean, taxing I mean, on your body i mean there, there were parts i, I don't know but there, there are parts where you you are showing in my video as well and you are struggling as well with mm-hmm. nobbies mm-hmm. uh, but i am basically at 7000 rpm and doing 3 km per hour yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and basically that 3 km per hour is because i'm also paddling mm-hmm. with my and feet let me also tell you that uh, i was shit scared before going to beacon air but i was also dreaming that i might jump on the dunes <laughs> <laughs> That didn't that, happen. That didn't happen. I didn't even go up a dune. A, a relatively big dune, I'll say. Yeah, it, it was. It was. It. It must have been like forty, fifty feet. I was feet. so scared that my my mind kept on saying, "Don't go." <laughs> right. Right. I just made I, one I, attempt. I, I, I tried. I tried twice. Uh, one time I got to like like twenty percent of it. One time I got more than twenty percent, uh, and the second time you were about twenty percent off the peak. Yes. Second time I was almost twenty percent off. But the problem is so. I mean, falling down is not the problem. Problem is picking up the motorcycle in that loose sand once you fall down. Right. Uh, because it took a lot of effort, like shit load of effort. When I crashed, that's like three hours of cardio. <laughs> <laughs> no, not that much. That is slightly exaggerated. But yes, it was ridiculously tiring. We 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 have to exaggerate. Yes, of audience. course. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> we spent what fifteen, sixteen minutes just talking about a beacon air. <laughs> Trip, but uh, I mean, this, because this, because I'm I'm glad we did that. That's what I said. You I'm, came I'm, back giddy and excited. Yes, so. <laughs> I'm I'm grateful for the company we had. Yeah, uh, and it was a brilliant experience. I'm sure. And I'm glad we spent all that time at the track, so that we could do this. Oh yes, <laughs> I I am pretty sure that if we had not, you know, tried our hands at motocross riding and all. we would have never built the endurance needed for this entire trip 
plus uh, so uh, and the skills obviously i'm not yeah. even talking about the skills i'm just talking about the endurance part yeah so i'm so actually there is there is one more uh, bit i would like to add is that like because you gain those skills you sort of exhaust your endurance or like physical capacity a bit less compared to when you don't have the skills right because like even riding at tracks feel, feels less tiring now but i i feel part of it is also down to the techniques that you have or like true but uh, do you realize that because we have built up those skills or whatever it is mm-hmm. we were breathing much better yeah that yeah. that's what make that is what makes the, end, the whole difference yeah. right yeah i mean i mean obviously it is both the breathing things. is what makes so if i remember my initial day is uh, at the trail hmm. so if i if, if i watch back the videos that i made which never got published on any of the social media right. <laughs> platforms but if i still watch back i i can feel that my breathing is very abrupt so uh, the same trail you're talking about hmm. on this if you remember the first time we went we took a break halfway in right had some water then we reached the end after one more stop mm. and then came back with one stop uh, a couple of months uh, like after spending a couple of months at the track i actually with the couple a couple of other folks at, from the from the track uh, i went in came out then went in another trail the, that sandy bit right and then rode the track right and that is the difference all the all the riding at the track did right and i'm still one of the like slow riders op- slow and i'm the opposite end of healthy <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was a great trip yeah so but yeah. i had my fill i am not going there back there anytime soon <laughs> maybe later this year not not immediately immediately in any case the summer started here but somehow i'm like i'm okay with riding no, like sand I, i'll i'll give it a you know miss for a while <laughs> okay okay uh, so anyway so this was pretty exciting and then my my uh, i i somehow ended up my whole fill of like sort of uh, all the travel that has been lacking from my life for the past 2 years that finished all of a sudden you did it in 2 weeks <laughs> one week okay one, one week because we came back from bikaner then i took a work trip right then that it got extended into a sort of work getaway right then uh, multiple long, cities well long detour because of direct flights are unavailable and so yeah good fun but let's move on now aisha um, <laughs> i i'm not sure but uh, let's move on anyway okay let's get back to regularly regular scheduled, tuning scheduled <laughs> scheduled <topics>. programming <laughs> so what do you want to pick up first i think i am interested in listening to your experience of driving the mgzs oh yes yeah. so so the new one so yesterday version. morning and we are recording this on a friday yesterday morning a friend showed up with a media unit of what friday <laughs> It is Friday today. Her hafte ka Friday hai. I mean, I'm, I'm hoping I'll be able to put it out before Friday. Zoki. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so a friend of ours showed up yesterday with the MG ZS, the new one, which facelift. Yeah, facelift, uh, which has less of a face update and more of a. Oh, it has got a big face face update. Uh, yes, uh, rather ugly one. <laughs> But more importantly, it has got a larger battery. which is that's the highlight feature yeah so earlier it was around 44 kilowatt hour i believe hmm. uh, right now it is about 50 kilowatt hour hmm. uh rest of it i mean there are minor changes here and there uh but rest of it remains pretty much the did same. you get to drive the 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 predecessor no i've been a passenger in that the the driving i did was like 2 kilometers 3 kilometers and on good roads with some traffic around so 
it doesn't it's it's interesting that you said good road so what did you drive the 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 new one on it, it, I, I actually drove it on a variety I of roads. I hope you didn't get back to Bikaner. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, 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 so there is golf course extension road right next to my place. Which is nice. Extension golf course. Oh, extension golf course extension, not golf course road. Golf mm-hmm. course road is nice. Golf course extension is the opposite of that. Fifty percent of Bikaner. Fifty percent of Bikaner. <laughs> yes, yes. Except uh, like the falls are harder. <laughs> So I mean I had to cross that bit to. Uh, we have actually actually we have friends who practice <laughs> extension road for rallies. <laughs> Not joking. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, you're saying yeah. So I, I mean I, I drove it on bad patches. I drove it on very nice roads. I, hmm. I actually uh, got some chances to match the throttle. I got some chances to find uh, like clear open. Uh, corners as well so uh, a fair bit of driving about like 25 30 kilometers hmm. probably more uh, so i mean not the same as uh, the last one hmm. and i would say i came back impressed okay. if i have to summarize it very quickly I, I would say i came back impressed what are the parts that you really liked so, what would you say stood out and you would say uh, mg did the a good car job. the car in general feels like very well put together uh, so my first experience with MG was the MG Hector, mm, and, oh God, yeah. and this felt like a massive step up from that. The steering feels nice, well weighted, if slightly disconnected, but honestly that is not a major concern. Mm. It actually felt nice overall. The interiors are all black, and you know, I mean, I, I think you also have a preference for like nice, well put together black uh, interiors. Black or grey, yeah, yeah, black and like with hints of grey to sort of break the monotony. Uh, so that's that. Uh, plus, the the sort of the driver seat also feels snug uh, because the the center console is is fairly prominent and tall. Hmm. So like the uh, there is no separate armrest. It is like entire center tunnel sort of thing, okay. which also feels like. So look, overall, it is a nice place to be in. The cabin is a nice place to be in. Even like even the ergonomics is pretty good. Ergonomics are pretty good. Uh, the the thing I dislike. Plus, uh, okay, sorry. Uh, because we are talking about AV, let's talk about the driving part first, and then go move on to the random okay. stuff. Um, random stuff. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I mean, everything else is just. I mean, if a car drives terribly, everything else is trivial. Everything else is trivial if the if the car drives horribly. Except for the nose. <laughs> okay, we'll get back to it. Okay. Let's talk about the drivetrain. Okay, so uh, it has like three prominent driving modes: eco, normal, and sport. Okay. So eco felt uh, slightly annoying. Because it felt like, uh, however the software was working, it felt very synthetic. And that is not just the case with electric, that is the case with a lot of engine, motorcycles and car as well. Like that in eco mode or rain mode, they they feel very synthetically restrained. Hmm. Uh, So that was the case with this as well. So I quickly moved out of eco. Hmm. And the normal mode, the engine braking feels like pretty much what you would get on any uh, automatic transmission uh, car. Okay. So I I think they've tried to uh, sort of bring it as close to the the IC engine driving experience as possible. Plus okay. one thing I would like to point out the engine is very very well isolated. Mm, by that you mean? So like the tire noise is minimal. Uh, the motor is barely audible unless you're like flooring it. You mean the cabin is isolated, not the engine? 
I mean the cabin is isolated. Sorry, uh, did I say engine? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Sorry. That's my, what I was my, my, my bad. My, I, I, I meant the, the, the cabin is uh, pretty well isolated. Okay. Like in Nexon EV, you hear a lot more of the motor than in this car. Even I mean, the tires, on, right? Huh? Even the tires. Even the tires, yes. Yeah. I, I could not hear the tires at any point. Which is understandable because I mean, EV is already very heavy. So you put very little sound deadening. Yeah. Just to make the car, car we, we even heavier. We have discussed it extensively. Yeah. That's why we were talking Did about... We? Yes, yes. We were talking about ke how... Am I drinking uh, too much? Yeah, too much water, man. Too much water. Uh, so that's why we were speaking about how noise cancellation or those uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. overlay sounds and all of them will become mainstream. Right. So anyway, so the, the sorry, the very first bit I found annoying was when you get in the car and like press the start button, it says welcome in a very like odd accent. Um, I, I'm, I'm sure there must very be... Very there, there must be the option, of, of, option of disabling it somewhere or something. A, a company which says like... Internet inside. <laughs> internet inside. So this one also had that internet inside logo at the back. But anyway, the car is nice to drive. It pulls cleanly. Mm. It's fairly quick. Uh, one thing that uh, slightly irked me was this the stability control, uh, ESC or ESP or whatever you call it. Mm. Like when you're uh, sort of accelerating out of a corner and you try to right, do right. stupid shit. Mm. Uh, it cuts in a bit aggressively. I mean, and this was in sport mode? This was in sport mode as well as normal mode. Okay, so... Okay. Uh, I mean, you can actually feel it. In most cars, you actually don't feel the ESP uh, trying to intrude. I'm not saying it affected or it sort of uh, took me by surprise at any point. The car took the line I predicted or I expected it to take in Mm -hmm. a tight corner when I was accelerating out. But just that... I, I, it, it somehow felt fairly you, prominent. You're pretty right. Like whenever you have a motorcycle or a car which has stability control or traction control and it abruptly cuts the power, it is very annoying. Yeah. Uh, do you remember, right? Uh, have you ridden the Adventure 390? I don't know. Have you ridden it or not? No, I have not. So when uh, it came out, its uh, software was very crude, right? Right. And its uh, traction control was pathetic. Fairly intrusive, I've heard. Yeah. Not only intrusive, it used to cut power very abruptly so it right. is very annoying so right. there are cars i've driven which uh, has traction control which is ah, pretty bad so yeah so I, that's I guess what, what you're trying to say yeah but that that is the thing like i could feel that it is intruding right now it should you should not feel exactly it. exactly that that is like that is my entire it should be very organic huh. so uh-huh. maybe and i am not able to pinpoint it so i'm gonna put it out there as honestly as i can huh. it is not like it it was able to upset my line or that I was not able to predict how the, the car is going to react. Just that I felt it. And I'm, I'm assuming part of it was also because of the fact that the the motor sound that I was getting changed abruptly. So maybe that input in my head also played a bit in, in sort of magnifying this feeling. But why should the sound of the motor change? Because, because it cut you're... the power. It's, it cut the power. And, okay. and, and there was like noticeable change in the sounds okay it should not cut the power it should like reduce the anyway okay yeah i mean i mean there was a noticeable difference in the in the in the sounds there was the wine of the electric in the in the wine and like there were uh, other associated noises as well plus uh, moving away from the power train one more thing that uh, i would not say irked me because um, honestly, I'm, I'm I'm fine with that as well. But which felt odd was the car had these uh, click type, like, like the the tab switch type rear view mirror, inside rear view mirror. Oh, okay. 
Okay, which which would have been fine had it been a like cheap car. Hmm. But in like a 25 27 lakh car which gets stuff like lane change assist and your uh, blind spot detection and all of that I would say stuff like a, a electrochromatic rear view mirror takes slightly higher priority Hmm. Somehow we went from the powertrain to trivial issues. So okay, yeah, yeah. I, talk I, about the tri- powertrain. Yeah. So the I mean the, it, it is otherwise pretty fun. The region is is uh, very natural. There were other modes that I didn't get to try. Didn't had the time to try. Right. So it was in level two region all the time, and it felt fairly natural in the normal and sport mode. In the eco mode, it uh, was Brand. sort of rather unpredictable. I would not say. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, like when I'm letting off the throttle, it felt interesting. It, it I felt slightly you, unnatural. You you came up some with some very interesting points. I have the time when I get to try the car. Yeah. I know what to look out for, right? <laughs> But uh, a couple of things which you pointed out, they are all solvable by software updates, right? Yeah. So it's I, not I, a, honestly, honestly. So uh, like this this friend of ours who who came with the car, hmm. like showed up with the car, is like I, I automotive journalist. Let's highlight that point. Right. <laughs> uh, who? So he specifically said that I I brought this to you first because you are irked by little stuff, mm-hmm. which actually gives me good pointers to start off with. <laughs> okay yeah so yeah but overall but since you're talking about uh, mgcs i remember uh, you coming up with this point that you somehow felt that the mgcs uh, the performance is very comparable to a turbocharged petrol engine yeah the, the, so uh, so we were actually talking it was an exciting uh, conversation so let's talk about that okay yeah so uh, mg claims 8 and a half seconds for okay before we before i before you you know move on with that Are we dragging all the points to for too long today? Which <laughs> is fine. Which is fine. We don't have a long list. Generally, we we'll run through all the points. Like, <laughs> no, do we? Anyway, anyway. The number of points we cover in every episode is pretty staggering. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, but I'm not looking at finishing off. I'll the ask whole the list. audience. Like, you tell us, is this better yeah. or? Like, whatever. Okay. Okay. Sure. We'll <laughs> put the obviously. I'll I'll put the link Pull. for. Let's uh, let's do a poll. We'll we'll do a poll. By the way, finally, I started using Octane One Hundred One's Instagram account today. Yeah. Yes, I posted the very first post, which was the photo of the MGZS. Uh. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> this is hilarious, but okay. Uh, also, also, sorry. Uh, this, uh, I, this, I, I found slightly uh, odd, but I, I mean, I get where the manufacturers are coming from, but the sheer display of How, that we are trying to be more aerodynamic we are trying to be more clean we are trying to be efficient as much as possible is is way too loud in evs mm-hmm. like the wheels the cover com- covered with plastic flaps and all of that i mean feels like a bit over the top but they have to do that right yeah i mean but that you guys have to stand out in yeah yeah i'm, I'm just saying that will give an advantage even in a normal uh, ic mm-hmm. engine car right like having wheels that are covered and don't have gigantic holes in them mm-hmm. that will give an advantage even in an ic engine car hmm. i'm saying maybe maybe that gives more advantage uh, you are you are actually discounting the fact that evs use a lot of regenerative braking but ic engines primarily you know depend on disc brakes their brakes right and they need cooling they need cooling okay yeah. so that is one i think the other factor is also because you mentioned regenerative braking i think the other factor is also the the sheer uh packing there Hmm. which they probably want to hide off 
which doesn't look as pretty as a nice disc brake with the the prominently visible calipers right but i've seen some expensive evs it's not a problem uh maybe so but anyway we, we diverge you were you were talking uh, yeah. we were talking about the entire yeah so so petrol uh, engine versus right so i i was saying like evs obviously we know for a fact are are significantly quick yeah but uh, the benefit is instant torque yes instant let's start with that huh yeah uh but then uh there are with with uh, all petrol engines getting turbocharged gradually right they are also fairly quick yeah and in some cases they are actually matching the acceleration numbers and i'm not talking the tesla you're talking about the ones the in, uh-huh. in the, the lower affordable accessible segment. accessible segment i right, would say right. and not the tesla model x and porsche taycans and all of that of the world hmm. i mean that, realistically there is no point talking about it because there is a very small subset that is uh, looking at those cars at least in india in india and even globally i'm just saying that is still a subset of what the overall market is right yeah so uh, i'm i was talking about these like 8.5 while it is good and it feels seriously quick and 8.5 what 8.5 seconds to uh, 100 km per hour okay uh, 0 to 100 0 to 100 yes and we are talking about mgzs mgzs yes oh, okay oh. but that is a number you can find in something like a polo gt tsi i mean comparable comparable, comparable 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 numbers oh. you can find in a polo gt tsi or or uh, a similar car hmm. so that was my point that it's very interesting actually very interesting hmm. so what do you think why like is the reason so i was actually doing some digging after i raised this point with you and you were like probably uh, so uh, i couldn't come up with a clear answer to it i so, it was an interesting question i thought i'll actually ask the people who are working on evs yeah actually i, I mean uh, so right now making random guesses uh, that's what we do <laughs> <laughs> so uh, i think part of it also has to do with the fact that the mainstream evs or like the accessible evs they have to find strike a good balance between uh, performance like acceleration figures right. and the top speed because evs are are like basically direct drive or, or like a single single ratio, speed. Single, single conversion uh, transmission ratio right. single final excel uh, ratio right now in case of the top tier evs that you see hmm. they can have a very aggressive ratio because let's be honest a top speed of even 200 is a lot right yeah but they have like top speed of 240 250 km per hour which is more than what anyone would need right right so they can have pretty aggressive uh, drive ratio hmm. and use all of that extra torque that they have their disposal at their disposal right. for acceleration right but uh so I, i actually looked up the numbers i i just quickly looked up before we started recording this podcast hmm. so for instance if you look at the uh this tesla model s model s okay model s yes hmm. so that has a, a a drive ratio of i think 9.7 or something 9.7 is to 1 9.7 okay. is to 1 yes okay okay uh then there was another one i was looking at model 3 i think which was close to 9 okay uh i could not find the number for the uh, uh this also sorry mercedes eqc was again in the same ballpark as tesla model 3 which is 9 some somewhere around 9 which is somewhere around 9 okay uh, i could not find the number for this uh MG, this mg zs ev uh but i could find the number for hyundai hyundai kona ev mm-hmm. which is in 7.7 or something like that right so oh, once you told me that i actually looked for uh, chevrolet bolt Okay. even it has around 7 is to 1 right so i i think we are 
hopefully right onto something onto something <laughs> uh, which which seems to be the case that because because when you when you mentioned that may, maybe with all this torque and all this power oh. these cars like even the MG ZS should have crazy acceleration figures and they impressive let's not say crazy but impressive like uh, yeah i mean uh, yeah M- more impressive uh, acceleration figure not that 8.5 is not good right 8.5 is very good honestly right. for anyone looking for a day to day car that is very quick a decade back it used to be like no like, i mean good for cars a, for had a, that kind of acceleration yes exactly right? and for a day to day car we had cars is, which took 15 seconds 16 yes, seconds yes, exactly so Mine eight, doesn't even eight. reach 100 <laughs> Okay. Uh, so 8.5 is very quick uh-huh. but just that you said it would be it it should have been a lot better and no. companies are trying to take the direction of that they are uh, restricting the power usage or sort of limiting in some way right but the counter argument to that is obvious yeah, yeah it's interesting right the counter argument to that is like even if they because they companies like to boast numbers hmm. so even if they could give one mode which you can use for like 5 minutes mm-hmm. they would like to offer that right, right. so that they can put a number of 7 instead of 8.5 on the spec sheet right even though they know nobody is going to use that nobody is going to see that kind of figure right so i think it is gear issues and battery capacity battery capacity is obviously a very important factor here because uh, i i think there is sort of a baseline range which people expect from a car which requires a minimal battery capacity right but at the top end you don't go beyond a certain number right you can't what is the battery capacity of this model s model s i think it has 110 110 and model 3 is i think 55 or 60 the base model base model yes yeah. i'm talking base model only yeah, yeah, yeah. that is 55 or 60 right something like that yeah barely above your mgzs exactly exactly my point uh-huh. but but model 3 is a still a higher performance segment than uh, this mgzs i I'll, i'll actually like to see the acceleration figure for model 3 base base model that is i think 5 and 1/2 or 6 6 seconds Are you sure no i'm not sure okay i'm never sure about anything i'm just throwing stuff out there uh-huh. Oh, it's it's a very interesting topic. Yeah. I think we need to. We 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 need we need we certainly need a a more qualified person than the two of us to actually answer this for yeah, us. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I think it is about gear ratios and the weight associated with the batteries. Let's mm-hmm. see if we are right or wrong. And mm-hmm. I, I hope that our audience is, uh, you know, have a technical bent or otherwise they might have count off. With a nerdy <laughs> conversation, or or, or or hoping they are they are good enough to actually give us the answer for this. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm 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 counting on them. Mm. Anyway, uh, I think that sums up. Any more EV news you have? This was not a news. This is your personal experience of driving no. the car. I I drove Which another car, but that's my my thing. But I have not driven anything new for for the yeah, I mean, donkey years. Nice or nice of our friend to like just show up with the car. <laughs> yeah, I, I was just brushing my teeth and he was like, "I'm coming to your place with the car." I was like, "Okay, <laughs> okay, <laughs> good enough." Uh, anything apart more from, from the AV space mm, you need to talk about? Scooters. I think I, we, yeah. we <laughs> never finish an episode without. Oh my god! Yeah. We should we should call ourselves Octane One One Scooter Edition. EV <laughs> <laughs> Scooter Edition. Uh, scooter One One. Scooter One. EV scooter one one. Yeah. <laughs> so what do you want to talk about uh, in this so segment? Not a lot that we kept track of. I'm sure a lot more has happened than what we are talking about. Ah, uh, I was actually planning to uh, ride the Aether. I told you, right? Right. That are they actually giving test rides or not? Uh, 
uh, but I didn't actually find time. But someday I will actually go and try it out because there are a lot of people who have come back. It's a very good experience. Right. Uh, so I actually uh, so uh, by the way uh, after the vegan eight trip I was traveling to Coimbatore hmm. right uh, so couple of interesting observations there okay. uh, I spotted two Ola electric scooters hmm. both black color okay like being ridden on on road so somehow I think they have worked out the deliveries better there I so, think their factories in Tamil Nadu only no uh, and and uh, it turns out that uh, Ola has already surpassed Ather in the in terms of deliveries. for the last month for the last for the last month they had more deliveries than yeah, ether yeah, yes yeah, yeah. So, yes uh, but i mean with all the all those bookings i think they are they are starting to deliver but there are a lot of issues also popping up True. i i do not want to go on uh, ola bashing spree again, again in this yeah, episode yeah. again uh, but just let, just let's look, just, ride it once and then we'll uh, come back with a just, proper just, episode just look up ola electric on twitter and you'll yeah. find all the issues that we talked about now if i have to actually talk about it i'll actually before that i'll go ride it once and yeah come with some also sorry uh, facts one more thing one more interesting thing uh, when i was in coimbatore i noticed Re- so revolt i i didn't know revolt had dealerships yeah i i didn't know that and uh-huh. they had a gigantic dealership in coimbatore Didn't they have that entire uh, business plan of leasing out motorcycles? Yes, exactly. So I thought that they were sort of also operating without the dealership model. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know why I assumed that they fell off from the limelight, and somehow I, I don't even remember a lot of facts. So I actually spotted a fair bit of them in Coimbatore, and once I was back here, actually uh, this weekend only, I, I saw a couple of them. Yes, over exactly. The last like couple, couple of weeks. Uh, uh-huh. Yes, exactly. So in Faridabad, I spotted one. A guy was going around with his kid, and it looked brand new, had no registration plates. Okay. Uh, and a couple more. I saw more people, uh, delivery agents, basically using it. Okay. No, I didn't get any delivery agent so far delivering on Revolt. Mm-hmm. Uh, I get a lot of those Zip scooters, Z Y W P. That I do. That I do uh-huh. get a lot. Right. But so. I saw a couple of uh, delivery guys using the. Revolt motorcycle. Right. I think even the price is below one lakh for Revolt. Yeah, I mean, like considering the IC engine uh, vehicles are going up, and like, even the electric scooters are more expensive. Right. Ather is more expensive. The other ones. Ola is like, also expensive. Ola is yes. I but, don't know shit about Hero. Hero electric. electric is cheap. Hero electric. Well, Hero electric starts at about like forty five k and goes to like seventy. Ah, cha. Yeah. So th- these are slow speed scooters, but for like delivery folks and all, it, they it, they it they do the job. Yeah, they do the job. Because in city, you are anyway not riding over forty. I mean, tell uh, those tell that to Zomato guys. <laughs> they 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 are pole vaulting into stuff and like you know sort of putting us to shame on our expels. Yeah, yeah. Every journey I make from my home to your house, at least I see a couple of them trying to bang my car. <laughs> so I mean, I mean, I can't entirely blame them. It is uh, some of us. Uh, some of us are also contributing it to it. How so? And I'm I'm just saying people it, can't see, but I'm actually pointing a finger finger towards you. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm I'm not just talking about my food order and like the time. I mean, I mean, I I order in time uh, based on. How long it is gonna take? But the right. problem is like companies coming in with like ten minute deliveries and like fifteen minute deliveries. That's crazy, That, absolutely crazy. I mean, I so I actually timed that. I I thought that maybe I'm maybe I'm I'm actually wrong here. I timed that, and my motorcycles are parked right outside my home. Hmm. I actually timed myself, and in winter you would expect any delivery uh, person coming in right. to 
put on basic gloves and you 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 must have noted even the zomato guys and all they they show up right they wearing gloves i, I mean we in these are winters you cannot right. ride without gloves in in winters mm. these are not winters anymore like these are not winters <laughs> anymore but in in winters yeah, i'm yeah. saying mm. so like the time it takes to put on a helmet put some stuff in a tank bag or a bag like any bag right. uh put the key in the motorcycle start it set up the phone for navigation check the map that where the destination is right. like this is at least 2 minute 30 seconds right and you're promising 10 minute deliveries uh, i think we both do not uh, agree to this whole business strategy and yeah. I, i mean i i i my my friends and colleagues who they who who are uh, at my place and like looking to order i i certainly stop them like yeah, like yeah. we we are putting it out even huh. to our audience yeah. uh, that please we should not uh, not encourage, encourage this, this let's this, be honest this we this practice this is really bad huh. and i mean what difference is it making cause honestly even if you're ordering from some other source like it takes 20 minutes but right. the problem is chasing that 10 minutes yeah groceries you do not need at the exact time right food it is very different half an hour we want but, it hot it is still it's still very yeah, different yeah, but the the time in transit like the food uh, yeah. we want the time in time in transit to be like yeah, reasonable yeah. but like these standard deliveries and all i mean we lose 150000 people like 150000 right. lives it's, are lost it's, it's officially not, it's not only uh, unsafe for them it's also unsafe for us yeah, we are riding on the road as well right riding driving whatever oh, but yeah. like 150000 lives are lost on indian roads yeah. every year like you with your phone and a grocery app you do not want to be contributing right. to that as simple as that it 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 sounds really cool but uh, i think as people like human we should not encourage hmm. discourage basically this this kind of business practice this right, is exactly. really shitty right i mean i i i have actually i mean i, I never ordered from any of these but i i, I choose always choose the slower option right even on amazon i'm pretty sure yeah i mean so on amazon i have a different reason so that i i can bundle the deliveries together and not have to receive three months okay no but i generally like <laughs> yeah. do that so i mean i choose slower delivery for that but the problem is last mile problem is last right. mile like amazon they they are able to deliver quickly because they have a efficient machine right, 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 right. uh but this last mile thing i mean this this is crazy like this chase for 10 minute is absolutely bad shit crazy mm-hmm. and should be discouraged right. i mean uh, even so we, think, we we came up with a good message on our on our for the very our, first time <laughs> but like uh, but, but, but 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 like let's be honest both you and i extend, we, we, yeah, we, we yeah, care yeah. about road safety yeah, yeah. we strongly we, feel about this whole we thing we advocate road safety yeah, yeah. and i mean even in my company we do shit load of things but i am the one pushing for as much as we can do to make yeah. our road safer we we might uh, josh around on a lot of topics but this is something that we take very like, seriously actually yes i mean both you and i we've lost friends we've lost yeah. family to to road accidents and it's not like our roads have gotten uh, like better. the road conditions have not gotten any better true we still lose 150000 people every year i mean we cannot afford to keep yeah. doing that that is a pandemic in itself so i mean yeah like at least uh, we can hope we we discourage a couple of people yeah absolutely yeah or just 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 walk out and pick grocery yeah even if you like even if you don't just just don't pick this is, this don't, is don't go after chasing these temperate timelines yeah, yeah please don't okay anyway next topic anyway what anyway, are we going to talk yeah. about let's let's have we run run out of you know ev stories oh no no, no 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 <laughs> so so ev uh, okay sorry before before i talk about the next story uh, yeah, i need we need to get on to youtube to just for people to see 
reaction okay yeah okay uh, so before i jump on to the next story i actually want to talk about one more thing that irked me in the vs which was a are you again on a ranting spree yes <laughs> I, i when am i not on a ranting spree tell me that <laughs> I was just pointing it out. Yeah. Okay. I mean that sort of helps me in my job, day to day job as well. Okay. 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 <laughs> the point. Okay. So the point is, uh, it has one of those rotary dials for selecting the drive mode. MCCS not... you are talking about. Yeah. Okay. So which has a slight lag, and uh, I think that most people would be bothered by. Yeah. Uh, and it, it is actually, as far as rotary dials go, it is actually well designed. Okay. Because you. like turn it extreme to one side and it is in d and turn extreme to the other side and it is in reverse mm-hmm. is this sport mode uh, of a guy trying to f- fence no 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 it is just a it's, it's a, only tata that does that yeah it is just tata, <laughs> tata which which uh, puts a guy fencing as a sport mode yeah. okay yeah, yeah. No, th- this is just a basic uh, sort of toggle switch okay uh-huh. which is very very intuitive very intuitive so what is the point where you got No, no. Like, I'm, uh, I'm so, with it. No, no. So the the, the dial thingy. Hmm. Uh, I mean, as well designed as it may be, uh, it still is not particularly intuitive. I still had to sort of look down at it and check if I'm in the correct mode or not. Hmm. Uh, but anyway, so I, I'm coming to gearboxes in EV. How did okay okay? How did we go from rotary dials to gearboxes? So rotary dial is to shift modes. Mm-hmm. And, and and sorry, I'm not talking about gear boxes, but gear shifters in EVs. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Toyota apparently has filed patents for. Uh, I don't know how to describe this. The illusion of gear boxes yeah. in EV. So we have seen uh, companies like Lucid try to you know give you the illusion of driving a petrol car. Oh how. Oh, how? by by synthetic noises no oh okay right noises yes ha huh. uh, and plus we have also seen evs with actual gearboxes like taycan which has a two speed gearbox two speed gearbox yeah. yes which is which is uh, logical mm-hmm. uh, in, yeah, in, in that, that is case, debatable but anyway. that is debatable okay uh-huh. that is uh-huh. debatable uh, but they see the advantages and a two speed like anyway fine but in this case uh, what toyota is looking at toyota by the way which is seen as the laggard in the ev space mm-hmm. Uh, what Toyota is looking at is uh, a shifter and a clutch <laughs> in EV. Hmm. <laughs> so yeah, that's that. Uh, the whole idea is. So it is again that entire exercise of uh, that. Uh, you remember? Was it Honda? I don't even remember the company which tried stepped CVT. Exactly, exactly. The first thing I had in mind and it is Honda. No, oh. Honda or Nissan. Any, some any some Japanese, Japanese company. Yeah. It is but, always Japanese. But but, but even even right now, uh, uh, the current city has uh, those pedal shifters, right? Hmm. The CVT one has pedal shifters. I don't remember. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, even the Honda city has always had CVT, hmm. and it has uh, always had those stepped CVTs to hmm. give the illusion of gear right, shift. Right. Even though you can hear the engine whining away when like right. the the. speed right. is not there but in the in, in case of in the case of ev it is even foolish more foolish yeah i mean I, i don't know i mean they're just basically adding more electronic okay i'll ask you this question you have driven several evs right scooters mm, and sir. cars yeah scooters and cars combined will be in the two digits here yeah, yeah. Like, even two digit right yeah. have you ever at any point felt that you need that feeling of changing gears <laughs> 
I, I is mean, it that big an impediment f- in the transition from petrol engines to EVs? Okay, so there we have uh, gearboxes like DSG or DCT, whatever, right. which is basically trying to uh, eliminate those that Feeling entire of, of, like shift. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And here we have a company which is spending millions, pay, basically millions Probably, of dollars. Yeah. Uh, Car companies get nothing uh, yeah. done for like less than millions. Uh, uh, a couple of million dollars will just go into doing meetings. <laughs> Poor meetings. Okay. But anyway. So, uh, uh, I, I, on your is point, it really needed? On your point, I would say... So, yes. the last EV I drove, hmm. which is pretty shitty, that it has been a couple of months that uh, I, I drove an EV. Next on so, EV. next on EV, right? Right. At no point I felt like it needs stepped. Uh, doesn't need... Want is a different thing. No, I never want. Even want. want I'm, I'm just saying, like, at times when you're pulling on the highway, like, so, uh, want, I'm saying in the sense that there is sort of a, a feeling of engagement, a feeling of accomplishment. There is a sort of uh, a gamification effect with a manual gearbox when you get a perfect shift, when you get the revs matched perfectly. Right. So there is that. No. Uh, but I, it is detrimental. In, 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 case of, in case of an engine. Right. In case of an engine. Right. But I'm just saying in case of EV, it doesn't serve any purpose. It would yeah. not add any value. I'm just saying in, in case of a car, like, or in case of a motorcycle, like I keep coming, going back to the Yamaha R15 I had, which was a 150cc sports bike. Right. And I, like whenever we talk about that motorcycle, you would remember, I always say that like, it, it had sort of a rewarding feeling. Yeah getting all those shifts perfect because it had a very narrow power bend right near the top. I get your point. Huh. I but get your in point. case of electric, it is absolutely Tell me how true. many people who drove the Tesla Model S Plaid or the Taycan... No, no, I, I, I'm agreeing They came back, came back saying that we, 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 we missed that feeling of changing gears. No, no, no. I'm absolutely, absolutely agreeing to that point. Like there is... Especially there is a, for a company for like Toyota, which is already... <laughs> lagging behind. Lagging behind. You should... This is not where you should put in your money. But they, they are also, I, I, I mean, looking at this shit for uh, probably top tier cars and not like the mainstream ones. Mm, okay. Yeah. Since you said we were talking about Toyota, so actually I had the opportunity to talk to Simon Humphreys. He is basically the design head for Toyota and oh yeah Lexus. Oh, fuck. Global head. Meeting, meeting big, big people. Always did, but anyway, <laughs> I Ma- was, meeting big people for our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could bring him, but anyway, someday, someday, let's yeah, let's hope yeah. for it. Uh, the in- uh, conversation was very interesting. We touched upon topics like future of automotive design, EVs. I even tried poking him by asking about the spindle grill. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right, right, right. Okay, okay, yes. The How Lex- are you even surprised? <laughs> signature Lexus grill. Oh, yeah, it is one of the most polarizing like topics, right? right for right, Lexus, right. controversial topics. Right. So I like asked him like, uh, is there a future for spindle grill when cars go EV, right? Sorry, on the topic of grill, uh, the X7 grill, I noted, look, looked at the, it in person and it looks even uglier than it looks in photos. Yeah. Yeah, the bucktooth one. But anyway, go on. If I am to choose between the bucktooth BMW and the spindle grill. I'll choose. I'll choose spindle grill. It still looks good. Okay, no. It uh, doesn't look good. It looks okay. Better. Matlab, we are cho- choosing between two evils. Yeah, yeah. Bakto no, no, is really ugly. Somehow I'll, I'll just I paint it black. Even painting it black, you know, you you cover it. It's it's a design even like this. Even a mother can't like. Right. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, I I poked him on it. 
and i said like does it have a future when lexus goes all electric right you don't need a grill right uh, he had a, he had a very obviously a very diplomatic answer to it <laughs> but imagine like for 10 years that has been the defining design element for your cars exactly and all of a sudden then you have to drop it <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but yeah it was good talking to him uh once story anything interesting you you want to share i mean any uh, he was diplomatic on that on most of the topics but uh, i actually asked him i told him that on my on our podcast we generally talk about how it is my my perception that in the future mobility will will be public shared more right. shared so right. i told him that this is what i feel so he said like it's not going to be that binary uh cars will be more like you know weekend cars might be like right that. look so like like horse riding is right now yeah, yeah, that's, that's what, what that's exactly a what a lot of people say and that's what he that's that's fair enough his, right was his answer so yeah right just because you talked about toyota i thought like let's like brag about it a little <laughs> <laughs> right cool wow we are already past our uh, this wow. one is going to be big because we have not touched touched upon a lot of topics that's okay we don't have to touch those topics and i need to because it's going okay. to be stale by the time we record the next episode okay what do you want, what, what, what do you want to talk about next no i was by the way moto gp is back formula 1 is coming back next week and drive to survive is back today that's the exact thing i wanted to talk about so oh, you cool. have already started watching the drive F1. to survive i'm i'm not like f1 eagerly, f1 starts the next weekend i am eagerly awaiting that's what i'm saying <laughs> eagerly awaiting for f1 to you know come back now yes it's yeah. been a while which the which, entire fiasco which is very sorry which is very change of uh, roles for uh, us like you you i'm still into moto gp completely but uh-huh. just because of the last race <laughs> and the la- the races before that right uh, it made the last f1. season in general with ex- with the exception of couple of races yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so but yeah my drive to survive is back i think before i came to this studio let's say studio right <laughs> <laughs> you were watching a you watched yeah, what, i started watching I, i i finished almost uh, for the first episode and like almost 70 80% of the second mm, episode what's your take on it i uh, i mean honestly i i didn't stop watching it because you showed up i stopped watching it because because i got bored and This is a problem. Is that bad? I, I mean, I I don't know what the general consensus is gonna be. Right. Uh, but the problem is that. Hey, let me tell my audience, our audience, that uh, this guy has been one of the biggest brand ambassadors for the whole show. The number of people you yeah. have for the first season, <laughs> I was for yeah, the yeah. first season, I was. You have been an evangelist for this whole. No, so for the first season, honestly, and, uh, it was good. Uh-huh. It was good, and more importantly, it. sort of brought a lot of people up to speed on what it is people came in with their favorites that is what gets them engaged in the sport in my case see i was a huge f1 fan you know that yeah, right? i am aware of that yes 2013 i was properly into f1 i didn't watch moto gp before that i knew right. what is happening right. basically what you are to moto gp right <laughs> <laughs> but then i lost interest in it but this whole netflix show has brought me back to so F1. that's what i'm saying it yeah. brought you back to speed first yeah, thing yeah. and second thing is ki you caught up on uh, basically a lot of things all that the changes happened. that yeah, have yeah. happened plus th- interesting stories from the background they 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 sort of keep you engaged the thing that stood out for me was the storytelling obviously it was very biased at times yes 
but it was still good so what do you think like has happened in the new season although you just watched one one episode one and a half years one and a half <laughs> no so the the thing is uh, since morning my my uh, whatsapp is flooded with people messaging mm. flooded with people messaging so uh some of these are are uh, con- is it because you are very uh, popular or you are very annoying <laughs> no it, it i i think Sorry. it is simply because a lot of these people started watching formula 1 recently i called you an evangelist thing eh? <laughs> a lot of these f1 should start paying you money at least netflix should <laughs> <laughs> right and uh they are uh, I mean, obviously, I've been following Formula One for uh, a longer duration than the uh, some of these friends right. have, right? And they obviously think that I'll be able to offer a perspective or or like have a discussion. I, I mean, right. I would be the right person to have a discussion with uh, them about this. True. And because like with a lot of motorsports fans, they most of their social circles are not into motorsports. I think absolutely. Yes. So that that's the case with these people as well, hmm. and. But anyway, so the the opinions I'm getting are also tilting in the same direction only. Some people have crossed like fourth or fifth episode as well, and they are not impressed. They are actually they have more extreme opinions than I have, and which is very and these are some of, some of these are the people who actually started watching Formula One after watching the first season of Drive to Survive. Okay. So this this is very surprising because the last season was full of masala as we call it right, right. yes in exactly. a lot of lot of salt and pepper and a lot of different things right uh, which was very interesting i mean even before uh, this season ended we were talking that the this this season of uh, drive to survive is going to be really crazy so not no, that is not that tell. is not we were talking about uh, we were actually talking about that the season was so crazy how can they build it up even further in drive to survive like okay but yeah yeah, yeah. slight slight difference there yeah, yeah but you already have a lot of material to play around with right yes. if you have a very boring season then you don't have a lot of material to right, work with right, right. so mm-hmm. uh, i think the sort of progression and uh, also the covid lockdowns and people having free time on their hand played their played its role mm-hmm. uh, so like uh, i think we discussed that on one of the podcast earlier last year mm-hmm. uh, that a lot of friends in our, in our common circles we right. started watching formula 1 last year a lot of these folks started watching last year mm. because they they found right to survive they found it interesting plus right. obviously i've been pestering them for years to watch formula 1 mm. or they have been annoyed by me disrupting their sunday plans because i'm watching a formula 1 race yeah i think that's a bigger reason that that's actually <laughs> a bigger reason that i'm 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 delaying or disrupting their plans that let the race finish first and then we'll do something right whatever whatever the reason may be mm. uh, but a lot of these people started watching last year and they they followed the re- season pretty religiously i would say right uh, and now when they are watching the the drive to survive they are, they are actually finding out that it is sort of magnifying stuff beyond proportions in some cases mm. plus obviously uh, over the years they've engaged in lot more places like when drive to survive season 1 came in and that brought in the set of audience mm. that was their gateway by now a lot of these fans that were even brought in by drive to survive hmm. they have engaged in facebook groups they have engaged in twitter threads they have engaged in reddit threads hmm. they are getting much wider perspective than what was offered by drive to survive that hmm. served as an entry right now they have a much wider overview and they are starting to realize that okay this was more dramatized more 
sort of skewed for entertainment. I would not entirely call it skewed. I mean, credit where due, Netflix did a fucking brilliant job bringing people in. Right. But right now, a lot of the fans they brought in, they're, they're starting to see that there is more to it and it's not as uh, sort of dramatic and like life and death as they've made it to be. If what you're trying to say is this season might be more like a soap opera. It is They're at least still feeling like it, yes. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, from what I've watched, plus uh, a, a friend of mine, I mean, while we were recording, a friend of mine actually messaged that in DTS, they said... Uh, mass what is DTS? Drive to Survive. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Not the audio kind of DTS, Drive uh-huh. to Survive. Uh-huh. That they, they said Mazepin was the first driver for Haas in the, in the race where Mick Schumacher retired. Yeah, what bullshit is this? This was the exact message. Mm. So, uh, and, and this is this is someone who actually started watching in the past two three years. Okay. Mm. After drive to survive, and this guy is pissed that they're they're forcefully trying to dramatize stuff right. uh, by by sort of projecting things this way. Mm. I mean, maybe it is true, maybe it is not. I'm, I'm not. I I cannot comment on how true or uh, right. not it is. But I'm just saying people have a wider perspective now, even the people who are brought in by Drive to Survive. But just because you brought up Mazda Spin, let's call him Mazda Spin. Let's not mock the guy now, now, now yeah. when he's down here. So yeah, so just because of the unfortunate uh, Russia-Ukraine conflict, yes. he's out. He's and out. Uh, Magnuson is back. Magnuson back and, 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 and while we were recording, this guy, Mr. Akshay Sharma, flashed his mobile phone right in front of my face so we're showing that <laughs> Kevin Magnuson leading in the test <laughs> this is this is Braun GP in the making again Braun GP had reasons to at least talk right they had a good car with them yeah yeah <laughs> uh, who so so uh, uh, sorry I'll, I'll, I'll draw the parallels uh-huh. there has been there, there have been major regulation changes this year yes which means uh, there, there are major changes. Who knows what is gonna happen? Uh, may, maybe Ferrari is gonna perform. Maybe oh, I wanted to talk about Ferrari. So uh, even before the it's first race, it's a Ferrari. Race, it's a Ferrari, right? So even before the first race, people are talking about Ferrari. They, they no. might be onto something this time. What do you think about it? I mean, what do you feel about it? When was the last time Ferrari won a race? When was the last time Ferrari? So that's didn't what I'm saying, right? Are are they onto something this time with the regulation changes? Are they onto something? Okay, I'm taking bets that before we are uh, done with five races this season, Ferrari will have some statement like this that next year is gonna be their year. <laughs> I'm taking bets. Even even our <laughs> even our listeners are invited to join in on this bet that before we are through five races. Ferrari is going to say something along the lines of that next year is going to be their year. <laughs> and again, I am not a Ferrari hater. I, I would like to see a change. I would like to see Ferrari up there on the top. But let's be honest, they have not been able to get their shit together yeah, yeah, yeah. for a very long time now. The only time they showed any sign of performance was when they were burning engine oil and cheating on the fuel pump rates. Somehow I don't, uh, you know, trust that older version of Harry Potter guy. <laughs> <laughs> Matiya. Matiya Vinoto. So anyway, yeah. yeah. I've, I've, honestly, I have more hopes from McLaren than I have from Ferrari. Uh, but Hamilton, after blackmailing everybody for a very long time, he's back. Yes. You... <laughs> so, it's going to be an interesting season, but yeah, MotoGP is back. Yes. The Qatar GP is 
already done and dusted. So interesting that MotoGP, the, the race was won by a Ducati, which was not uh, a surprise because Ducati has basically dominated Qatar GP right, for right, many, many years. Enough. But I mean, the track layout is pretty much like that. Yeah, yeah. But uh, what is surprising is the factory team, right. the satellite team, <clears throat> they, they fucked it up. Sorry. Almost, yeah, yeah they, all, they, all of them were out. Okay. Uh, except for, I think Zarko finished. Okay. Uh, everyone was, else was out. They okay. were not even in contention, right? Right. And uh, Grassini team. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, Which is a, like a vendor team, or sorry, buyer, buyer team. Right. right that yeah, kind yeah. of setup. Oh, yeah. Uh, they won it. Oh, oh wow. I, I actually didn't follow the results as well this time. So somehow. what a... Because I was caught up in a family marriage. Uh, okay. So what a beautiful tribute to actual Mr. Grassini. Right. Who died last year due to COVID, right? Right, right, right. What a beautiful tribute. The very first race of the season. Right. And your guy wins it. Right. Uh, on on a machine which is one which year is, old. Yeah, one year old. subpar race. Absolutely, it's subpar. Right. So, at what? At a, at a grand level, <laughs> Ducati fucked up this time. <laughs> so, yeah. And this is the first season without Rossi there. Right. But Rossi's pupil actually... One right, minute. right, right. Fair enough. So, so the legacy continues. Legacy continues, right, right. And but uh, also, uh, MotoGP has also come up with its own drive to survive like show. Oh yes, there was a lot of talk about where is it streaming? Uh, Amazon Prime, obviously, because it's not Netflix. <laughs> it has to be on Amazon Prime. No, no. I thought it could be Disney and all as nah, well. It's uh, Amazon Prime, but uh, it will be live on 14th of March. I think, I think that is poor choice, I would say, because like Drive to Survive has got its timing sorted. Hmm. Even last year, the Drive to Survive uh, season dropped like 7, 8, 10 days before the season started. And so, they chose to actually preview it, not preview, actually debut it a week, a week later after the first race, which is pretty bad. You're pretty right on yeah, this point. Yeah, They premiered it uh, in France and Spain, I guess, in February. Right. Uh, but it's still not public for all of us. Yeah, because because I mean, uh, when the actual races are on, people are looking forward to the yeah, races. Absolutely. So yeah. I am a MotoGP fan right now. Since the MotoGP is already there, right? I am not very interested in. Yeah, that exactly. Show. I mean, you watched the last season, but right now, I'm I'm basically craving for Formula One yeah, yeah. because there have been no races for a very long time right now. Right, right. I'm right. craving for Formula One and Drive to Survive. I'm the only reason I'm watching to Drive Drive to Survive right now. You can't wait for the new season, right? Uh, yeah, and it's and, the right time. And I I would like to watch some of the highlights of the yeah, last season. Yeah, yeah. And then by the time I finish watching this, the 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 qualifying for the Bahrain GP will be here. Yeah, which was I'll be retain my uh, what do you say? My comments on the show till the time I actually see that's it. Okay, that's okay. But, but we'll what I've heard before uh, about it is that it's not going to be as, you know, masala wala like dry. Like survive. the whole season was. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, so interesting. Let's, yeah. let's see. Let's see how it is. The point is the timing is incorrect. Hmm. The timing is poor. Uh, and anyway, let's, let's move on from motorsports now. To... So you you remember we we spoke about uh, this wireless charging on EVs. Yeah, so I think you, uh, in the first couple of episodes we did something like that. Yeah. So anyway, whenever we, we, we did, did we did. Mm. Uh, so there were a lot of stupid ideas also floating around, like making all the roads into EV charging setup and all of that. Mm. Uh, that obviously didn't make sense. 
Yeah. Uh, like even better stuff would be to do it do that on traffic lights and all mm-hmm. which makes slightly more sense but still not sensible right now volvo is running a pilot which uh, is on the xc90 cross uh, not xc90 xc40 crossover yeah the electric one yeah uh, xc40 recharge or whatever uh-huh. it is called uh-huh. uh, and i i think they are doing it for cabs and basically creating special zones for this ev ev uh, wireless charging hmm. and i think this time i can actually get a behind the idea it makes more sense yes exactly hmm. it makes more sense than a continuous road with all the infrastructure spent in right. it makes more sense than traffic lights because like cabs you've seen cabs are lined up at like taxis uh, uh, sort of taxi stands and all of that right so if it is a similar model similar structure i mean the, the when the cars are waiting for passengers they they can be at least charged and without the plugging in and all mm. there are obvious challenges and i think you, you know, have a joke brewing yeah 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 do you <laughs> know why it makes more sense in a country like india which is funny and disturbing at the same time uh go on you remember you sent me a photo of ev chargers set up in cp yes it was you right yes yes i did i did ha uh-huh. so after you went uh somebody sent me a photo of the same charging station or probably some other charging station in the same vicinity hmm. uh the 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 charging socket was actually has been chopped off chopped off right <laughs> so uh yes that, that is there plus also the fact that uh, the cabbies are waiting anyway in a See, in a waiting yeah, area you, you cannot actually kind of you cannot plug all the cars that are there but you right. know that this is a, a sort of a 20 feet wide and a 50 feet long segment where cabbies are going to stop yeah. and wait for right, passengers right. And, and you have a designated space designated for the designated area like cabs yeah, you well. know you know these areas can be next to uh, popular metro stations the airport right. and like your all of these areas like airport you know again airport parking you know uh, cabbies right. are waiting lined up waiting for the, the right, right, dry, right. Uh, passengers to show up so all of these areas and, and this time i actually this makes sense Yeah this actually makes a lot of sense people people uh, are actually moving in the I right direction I hope Volvo pulls it off it it sounds very interesting it sounds very and, interesting and, yes uh, like like imagine the whole new delhi railway station parking like it's it's entirely a bunch of cabbies waiting right. like the whole parking is basically a bunch of cabbies waiting right so they can actually get charged there and and quickly move as well right 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 so this is good i mean obviously there are going to be associated challenges like heating and all as well but i'm just saying that this right now at least the base idea it it makes a lot of sense yes absolutely absolutely yeah. uh since uh, we were talking about sweden let's get to another scandinavian country finland okay uh, i came across a new story in which uh, the new story was basically on hennessy ram trx or trx whatever you call it sorry what has hennessy got to do with finland so you know uh, ram trx right trx whatever you call it it's it's a high performance version pickup truck pickup truck right yes. then hennessy takes it and makes it in, into a monster a 1000 horsepower monster right which can basically rise everything hennessy 1000 horsepower yeah. like fuck rounded that. up numbers fuck that so it it goes from 0 to 60 miles per hour which is basically 0 to 100 kilometers per hour right uh, in 3 point some seconds 2 okay. seconds or something like that right like it's crazy a, quick for a pickup crazy quick for a pickup yes. 0 to 60 now remember that figure Okay. Let me again say. Remember that figure. Okay. <laughs> Zero to sixty in three point two seconds. Okay. Uh, 
the car is on sale in Finland for $280,000. For a pickup. For a pickup, pickup truck. But it is limited to 55 miles per hour. <laughs> See, I told you. <laughs> Fuck, why? Because it's Finland. Because it's Finland. There are people who have paid... Two hundred thousand dollars for but, but for I, going I, I, I beyond Finland. Ha- I mean, I, I, Switzerland was very car unfriendly. I didn't Finland, know Finland, Norway. These countries are crazy when it comes to you know speed limits. But I know in a person in Norway who's who paid. He was a executive in Nokia. Okay. He he paid two hundred thousand dollars in fines just for crossing the speed limit by ten no, miles per so, hour. So yes. Uh, and and that is something I can get behind it because like the the uh, the penalties are so like uh, means based right. like basically yeah, yeah, yeah. the richer is, you are the yeah, higher yeah. you'll the, be the kind of tax which you pay you have, you have to you know give fines according to that right 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 which is which like is that. fine uh, but I didn't know Finland also had such yeah. kind of all all these uh, Scandinavian countries <laughs> this, this is okay so basically if it is three point two seconds to sixty miles per hour yeah. uh, in below three seconds. <laughs> you are talked <talking> out <laughs> for a car that costs $280,000, more than $280,000. Right, right. And it still is on sale in Finland. <laughs> wow. But there is a crazy bunch there. Uh, and since you mentioned Norway, I want to talk about Norway. Ne. Okay. Uh, so, a couple of episodes back, we were talking about the tax on the petrol and diesel we buy. Hmm. Right. And how basically for every kilometer we pay uh, a decent bunch to our government to keep shit running on or not. Right. Uh, but obviously that is not happening with EVs. Right. Right. Uh, because you're charging on the grid hmm. and you're also actually taking a lot of incentives. Right. Which is being paid for by the government, which in turn is being paid by our tax money. Right. Now, Norway is uh, sort of struggling with that situation. Right. And uh, sorry, if you remember a couple of episodes back, we were talking about how a couple of states, uh, including Delhi, has started reducing the the subsidies or the incentives on EVs. Yeah. Right. Obviously, we saw that coming. Yeah. Because uh, how long is the government going to fund people's private cars? Right. But we were looking at countries it like... It was just to initiate a trend. It was just to initiate, right. Yeah. But we were sort of looking at countries like Norway to to answer this for us. Yeah. That basically, where is the government revenue going to come from? Where is the, the all the funds for maintaining the road, infrastru- road and all the infrastructure going to come from? Right. And now Norway is struggling with that problem. They are basically running short on the IC engine cars to put tax on. Yeah. Okay. So that is interesting. So have they come up with solutions to it or... Uh, so there are, there are, uh, there are conversations. It would be very interesting to hear about this. This is, this I, is something I mean, very... I mean, and honestly, like, like we were talking about, like Norway is going to set the example for the rest of the world. Yeah, it's a modern because, state, right? Because they are the... Uh, the adoption rate is... Adoption rate like, is crazy. Uh, so they are basically setting it's an example, example for example for rest of the world, which is why any regulations, any restrictions, any changes that happen, they are probably going to set example for the rest of the world. True. Uh, so if we were talking about stuff like more taxation or uh, congestion charges and stuff like that mm. uh, as an earning source, uh, 
So in Norway, the conversations are uh, primarily around, because obviously the government needs revenue, revenues. So the conversations are around taxes on used EV sales. Okay. As a source for source of revenue for government. So it's going to be one-time uh, like payment which you make, like in the case of diesel cars in India, right? You have to pay more. You don't. You just have a shorter registration span in India. Okay. Yeah. What's wrong with me? Anyway, okay. Uh, I mean, not not in India. In in just Delhi, right. Delhi NCR region. Mm. You just have yeah, a shorter, shorter registration period for the same registration fee. Right. Right. You know, but obviously there are other associated costs that are uh, that the government uh, governments are trying to right, right, drive right. higher. That's what I'm trying to say. Uh, yeah. But uh, in Norway, so the the proposed or at least the the options being discussed are first taxation on the sale of used EVs. The other is higher taxation on plug-in hybrids. Okay. Which I think is something I can get behind. How so? So, I mean, the country has done shitload of work to provide the infrastructure that you can seamlessly use an EV across the entire country. Right. Right. Uh, and a plug-in hybrid in that case, in such an ecosystem, feels more wasteful. Okay. That feels like a choice of convenience and not need. Hmm. Uh, it makes sense. Yeah. So that's why I, I feel which this, this may seem like a logical direction to take. But obviously there won't be too many plug-in hybrids as well mm-hmm. to tax. Mm-hmm. Like like they are running out of IC engine cars to tax, they'll run out of plug-in hybrids to tax as right. well. Right. Uh, then the other option they're looking at is putting higher taxes on luxury EVs. Okay. Uh, I think beyond $70,000 or $68,000 or something like that. Okay. Which again seems okay. Hmm. Because obviously like people buying cars that are 2x the price or more than 2x the price of the average buying price, they right. can probably afford to actually pay. And uh, the, there is also a point that the cars which cost more than $70,000, $80,000, we are talking just about EVs, right? We are talking about excess here. Excess. Yes. Excess, right? They, they are still wasteful. They are not right. very efficient. They're not sort of making the world a cleaner, cleaner, cleaner place. place. Right. So it, is, anyway. it, it makes sense yeah. taxing them. Uh, another direction being considered is uh, annual sort of fee or annual taxation or annual charges, whatever you want to call it. And I, I personally see the second and third option. So how quickly did the world go from subsidizing to taxing? <laughs> right, but that is the thing now because uh, the, the whole... So you know about the, the whole campaigning in Norway with the Fiat Panda, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, basically, some guy converted his, yeah, his yeah. Fiat Panda into an EV and, yeah. and campaigned for it. So uh, the incentives are there. The, the whole idea of uh, a more EV driven word is there hmm. which is exactly why they are considering options like taxing the costlier ones or, or putting more charges on the costlier ones hmm. which which uh, i mean honestly I, I personally agree with i don't know what you think of it yeah, i told you right hmm. right so but this this will be uh, i think interesting to watch not just for us for a, a future conversation in a podcast but actually for an indication of what the direction for, for the rest of the world is going to be Interesting. This is this is the space to watch to see what Delhi is gonna do next. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, it it has been a really terrible couple of weeks for Porsche. How? So yeah, twenty twenty one was really good for all the luxury car makers like yeah. high performance car makers, right? Limited production car makers, right? But uh, 
you know that almost all of these companies are struggling to keep up with the demand yeah yeah of course yeah. anybody in the north uh, america basically who has purchased a porsche has to wait for 6 7 8 months whatever it is the waiting period is that bad okay, so already, are, are you are you are you going to arrive at the the ship yeah <laughs> okay <laughs> so including somebody called him Matt Farah right 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 so he he actually ordered a Porsche Cayman GT4 a ship full of around 1000 Porsches recently but basically Volkswagen group cars Volkswagen group cars Bentley's VW and about around 1000 Porsches right uh, basically got fire and went down right to the bottom of Atlantic Ocean right so Matt Farah congratulations <laughs> your wait got just got longer but yeah. you know what the conflict between russia and uh, ukraine has also had some really bad effect on car makers how recently somebody on twitter leaked an internal memo saying that porsche has had to stop production at all its plants uh, because of some mineral that comes from russia Minerals, or something like that so, uh, it was not specific on but it just said that supply chain issues has forced them to halt the production at almost all its production units all at all its factories okay so mad fera again congratulations <laughs> for <a> second time <laughs> good luck getting your gt4 soon hey by the way uh, there was this uh, episode of mad fera's podcast i was listening to recently with i am unable to recall the name of the guest right now uh, is he a comedian No 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 no. Okay. He is a VC. Okay. Uh and was with Stanford previously. Brilliant episode. Lovely episode. I'll I'll put the link. I'll, I'll look it up. Listen to it then. Ha. Huh. I'll, I'll I'll look it up and put the link. I actually finished listening to it last night. So I I was actually lagging a lot on my podcast list. Hmm. Uh it's almost like four scroll long right now. Your queue. Your playlist. Yes, my queue queue is almost four scroll long right now. Hmm. because of work and because like my my colleagues have decided that my home is the office right now <laughs> yeah so yeah that's that but th- this was one absolutely brilliant episode yeah, yeah i i'm certainly going to do that yeah, your house is now a co-working space <laughs> you can do that <laughs> right yeah so that's that but but th- this is this was absolutely one one episode i would highly recommend listening i'll i'll put the link mm-hmm. and I don't know if you are interested in aircrafts as well. Aircraft, not aircrafts, but yeah, slightly, aircraft. but okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think you I, know better than I do. Yeah, that's obvious. <laughs> okay. I don't know if, okay. Uh, cocky. This cocky. Is, this is very cocky. People know a lot. Uh, have already read about it a lot, but the conflict between Russia and Ukraine has had uh, another pretty bad victim, which is AN two two five, the world's largest aircraft. Okay, I'm not aware of that. Has bombed and. it it only came to india once i i wished that i at least could see it once but there was only one aircraft which was made uh, during the cold war okay. to transport ussr's version of space shuttle okay but it was still in service transporting goods from one country to another right the world's biggest aircraft but yeah it's it's it, it has been destroyed oh, pretty bad day okay But thankfully, at least I got to see the AN one two four, which is the smaller version of it two two five. It's uh, a massive aircraft. I saw it in Goa. Okay, pretty cool. 
ചോണബിൽ ചോണോബിൽ and i i actually wanted to visit that place once but obviously the hbo show turned it you had the desire much before the show came out right and the the show was before the show came out right and because i i when i i found out about this whole incident about this whole place during a internship i did mm-hmm. with like nuclear power operation of india right. and, and they make it a point to talk about chernobyl and they make it a point to t- talk about fukushima right and these are two major nuclear disasters that you did your internship after the fukushima incident yeah yeah obviously i'm okay. i'm talking 2013 uh, or okay. 12 okay okay yeah, yeah. fukushima was before that hmm. so they so uh, like this nuclear power operation of india the, these folks make it a point to talk about these disasters right so that they can highlight how something like that cannot happen you're going into the uninteresting details right right, yeah. right right no, no, uh, but my my point is uh, i wanted to see the dystopian world <laughs> you can only see in chernobyl right 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 but yeah. more than that i wanted to see that an225 this is just one aircraft right. just just see it once in my life but now obviously uh, you know if you put put in <laughs> <laughs> right anything else you got No, no, no. I, I, I think let's put it to a, a close because the longer the episode is, the more time it takes for me to edit, hmm. and the more uh, is the delay between recording and putting it out. Hmm. So I, I so wanted to talk about Skoda, uh, Slavia versus uh, VW, Vitrus or Vitrus, whatever it is. Why? Because I'm considering buying a car. No, because <laughs> these are interesting sedans. The last of sedans the before way, they I, go extinct. I, I, I drove uh, or everything Skoda becomes Kushak recently. Hmm. Let's let's save it for the next episode. Let's then. let's let's all uh, save it. Let's because, go and drive it first. Because tomorrow I'm actually planning to drive uh, a couple of these and see if I should consider buying a car or should I just just say V because even I am there. Okay. <laughs> oh, you are also joining along. Tagging. <laughs> okay. I don't know you you're so flooded with work I I, I yeah, how do I do? Saturday let's let's hope I'll find time in the oh, okay, second cool. second half cool cool let's let's do that then let's let's try out Yeah something. so let's drive it once hmm. and uh, let's see and then we'll discuss it uh, okay. it's going to make for a very interesting conversation because yeah. and and, and because hopeful, you and hopefully for a purchase for me yeah that's what i'm saying because if you are considering to i'm i'm, I'm buy moving, one of them moving in the sensible direction and and like choosing four wheels like mm-hmm. not four wheels adding up on two motorcycles we like, need more people to buy sedans yes heaven sake everything is becoming crossovers exactly exactly yes so i'll i'll make sure i'll buy a sedan or a hatchback only <laughs> yeah uh, so yeah, let's let's save it for the next episode yes and uh, draw the curtains on this episode 
Absolutely. And again, like always, share your feedback. The mail ID is in the And we are on Instagram. Yes, we That's have we have one one post on Instagram, but <laughs> but there will be more. There will be more. Obviously there is there is Twitter always. I'm I'm uh, mostly ranting but at times talking sense as well on Twitter. Cyan hmm. I think is on and off occasionally right. yes, occasionally there. Occasionally there, but but anyway, if if you want to reach out to us, you can write, drop in a mail, or uh, reach us on Twitter. And of course, the link to newsletter is also in the description of this episode. And that is pretty much it. Thank you very much for listening. After a long time, the, there is an episode. So yeah, uh, good recording this. Good sharing the experience of our rights and what what not yeah, overall. First all fifteen this minutes was just about Bikaner. I hope people don't. <laughs> <laughs> just, just drop out right there. Drop out right there. Uh, uh, I hope you listened so far and thank you very much for listening. Goodbye. Bye.